Let me sit up because my butt's falling asleep. Okay. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda, and I am your host every single freaking week. Um, I'm so excited for today. In my welcome back teaser trailer, you heard about a guest that I was super excited to have. Um, this is that guest. Some of you may know her as Tie-Dye Dragon on TikTok. Um, that's how I found her. That's how I know about the queen of Dance Moms lore on the internet. OMG. Ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, please help me welcome Jamie Morrissey. Woo! Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> All the way from so the Big Apple. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> I'm so excited. New York City living. <laughs> yeah. That isn't, I can't believe that people live in that city. This is so, it's so stupid. It's, it's giving very small town. Have but you like, visited? Have you been? I, only twice, but I want to go back so bad. I had such a great time when I was there. Oh, it's great. I grew up uh, upstate, so it's always just been like a few a few hours drive, you know? But, I love that. You know, it's so much different living here than being a tourist. I mean, obviously, but... Yeah, totally. You know, it's, it's fun. I love it. That's crazy. I mean, I know people feel the same way about Nashville, like, because Nashville is such a major city and like, it's now like very much like a vacation spot and we have bachelorette very, like, parties. A, it's like a music hot spot, right? Yeah, very much. We have, this is like the home of country music and, and Memphis is like right next door, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's like very much like a music place. So I know people think that way, but like, I remember, oh, I think it was the Grammy that Taylor Swift won for maybe her second album. I can't remember, but I remember watching her speech and her saying, um, I, I just remember being a, a kid and having the dream of moving to Nashville. And I was like, why? <laughs> You're like, what? What do That's you mean? Yeah. And my dad was like, this is the home of country music. Taylor Swift did country music. She wants to move here. Like, but I was like, Oh really? So it is weird to like be in such close proximity to a major, major city that people like, are foaming at the mouth for and you're like this is where I live but okay, yeah right work. yeah yeah I have a lot of friends like most of the people I hang out with uh all grew up here so I'm so always be like oh yeah Times Square I mean that's the real New York <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right and ever and meanwhile anytime anyone meets someone from New York they're like oh so you live in Times Square right you yep. live in the Disney uh -huh. building and you're like sure if that makes you feel better to think about the whole state being one city sure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever which i also know another city in new york state being albany because that is where the nexium stuff happened <laughs> and that's where i'm from yeah. that's where I'm from. amazing i went through a period of my life and honestly i'm still there where i'm like consuming nexium content like you don't even know like the vow it's like one of my the first season not the second because the second season is actually like about the trial it's like very sad mm -hmm. but the first season when nobody really knew how bad it was it's like comfort media put it on in the background like i love stuff like that um so yeah i know albany and i know new york city yep, yep. <laughs> that's what i know good good glad to hear it <laughs> um so jb talk to me about your experience in like the arts in general also if you can hear my cat in the background i'm so sorry she is acting a fool she's adorable Shush. She's adorable. She's jumping around. Ridiculous. Um, so your yes, your experience in the arts. Yeah, sure. Well, there's a lot of it. <laughs> um, so I started dance actually when I was pretty young. I would, 
I'm not actually sure what age, probably three-ish. Um, and I did it until I was about eight. I would quit in the third grade mm-hmm. um, because I, I wanted to try something new. And I, I remember liking dance. I never did a competition. Like, I went to dance class once a week and did a recital at the end of the year. Like, Cute. it was very not dance mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the opposite. Um, yeah, very yeah. much the opposite. Uh, but when I quit dance, I joined uh, synchronized swimming. So I was a, it's now called artistic swimming. They like changed the name of the sport recently, which is pretty cool. Um, So I was an artistic swimmer from fourth grade until the end of eighth grade. And I was, I was like, all right at it. You know, I liked it quite a bit. Um, And I started doing theater in sixth grade. I joined, I like auditioned for Annie Jr., oh my middle school that is so cute it's oh yeah uh and I was one of the extra servants so I was just like cleaning (sighs) daddy warbucks's house in the background and it's so funny because my roommate who I also have a podcast with he played daddy warbucks (gasps) in that production oh that is so cute yeah oh (sighs) my gosh we weren't even friends then we weren't friends for years afterwards (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he was there but you reconnected as adults that's so yeah. sweet I love that I love that um and so I quit synchronized swimming uh mostly because my math grades weren't good enough and my parents wouldn't let me go back but I say it's because I joined theater instead fair, um, fair. and I my freshman year I auditioned and I actually didn't get into any of the productions that mm. year um so I joined stage crew and Mm. I I took a real liking to it uh and then I would do stage crew for the fall play and then I would audition for the spring musical right right that's Um, usually the pattern that yeah that makes sense (laughs) I was also involved with uh my school's Shakespeare Society my sophomore year I became one of the officers for the club I was like public relations Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like make the posters and stuff. <laughs> oh, back love. Then, back then, uh, clubs didn't have social media. That didn't start till like later. <laughs> Way back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2015 or whatever. <laughs> um, so we definitely could have. But um, and then I became the president of that club and I ended up directing the shows the last two years. And I also student directed the um fall play yeah the fall play of my senior year and I like really enjoyed being in charge to say the least like her were I hear that I feel that in my bones I was like I like this a lot I am I can be quite a control freak but in a good way like I'm very nice but I'm just like a a perfectionist when it comes to things I'm like projects that I'm working on Yeah, yeah you know um and that's why I don't post a YouTube video for months at a time because right, it takes right. me too long. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, so I really got involved with all that in high school. And then I went to college for teaching originally. I wanted oh, to be a history teacher. Love. Um, and then I sat through one of my theater classes and I said, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. At that day, I walked into the theater building. I was like, hi, I'd like to change my major to this. Oh, um, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I, I started doing stage management, which mm-hmm. 
was like I didn't really know anything about in high school we our stage managers like didn't function the same way that they sure. do sure elsewhere uh so I really just kind of fell in love with that and now I have a degree in theater studies Love. And I'm um, living in New York since I moved here. I, uh, I've worked on four shows as either the stage manager or the assistant stage manager. That's so, so cool. It's been really fun. Um, you know, I still got a day job. I'm not like in the union or anything. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, that's what it's a slow burn for sure. Like very much mm-hmm. the grind. I did. A couple of, I mean, really not that impressive, but did like summer stock work before I graduated and in stage management. And it's very much like you're going to be doing the exact same job for like a handful of years for different companies to beef up the resume to then get to the next thing. Like it's, it's a grind. You know what I mean? It is. And, you know, I didn't have any internships or apprenticeships in college because I was working at a summer camp for the first two summers. And then once I really got involved in theater, uh, I was like, okay, it's time to start looking for internships. And then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all of my experience going into the, the theater world was all like the year I got after I transferred into the major, right. you know, <clears throat> um, and what my school did a lot of online zoom stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I actually stage managed the first virtual production our school did. Yeah. Um, and it, it was tough, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been weird getting back into it. And I feel like just being, you know, a COVID grad, especially oh, in theater yeah. is it's a little tough. It's a little yeah. tough. Yeah, no, I can completely, I mean, that is not what happened to me, but like, I can imagine that that would mm-hmm. be like the, I, cause I know that just like the joy and the like finality that I got out of directing my senior thesis project. And like, this is what my, mm-hmm. you know, four years of theater education has, has brought me to directing a, a show as my senior thesis. Like it was a really big deal. And so to like, not have that, I bet would be like just like weird because it's like what is this like it's over now okay great like I don't know what's happening it was very weird and you know our department was really good about still doing things in person very Mm -hmm. safely sure um which is good productions were still virtual theater people were like not taking it as a joke like theater people took it so seriously it was like insane I know our um playhouse here the t-pack was like they shut down so for touring companies so fast mm-hmm. it took them forever to open back up and when they did it was they were hyper vigilant like as they should have been but like theater people i think took it entertainment live entertainment people i think took it as like the most seriously in terms of industries for sure yeah because not only are you keeping you know the public safe but it's their own employees too mm-hmm. right yeah um yeah but yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> Dang. So what's your experience then with Dance Moms? Because your t- ad tie-dye dragon on TikTok has popped off <laughs> for specific, for Dance Moms lore. Like, that's the only way I know how to describe it. Like, the extended yeah. universe of Dance Moms. So, like, how did you get to that point in t- at t- uh, on TikTok? How did you get into Dance Moms in the first place? Like, what was that journey for you? Well, I, I didn't. 
I was not on TikTok <laughs> for the longest time. I probably joined TikTok a month before I started getting followers for the dance uh-huh. mom stuff. But uh, to start with dance moms, I did not watch it while it was coming out. Like while really? it was in its peak, like uh-huh. 2011, 2012, 2013. No, I knew what it was uh, because I would see it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, like people, all, everyone my age was talking about dance moms. Sure. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't into it. Uh, <laughs> I was so, so obsessed with Harry Potter at that point in my life. Oh, like, yeah. Cute. Yeah, J.K. Rowling is a turf and I don't stand for yeah, that. Yeah, no. Clear. Um, but yeah, but when you're Potter a child. Was, yeah, and it it's was a major major part of my life so at that point when I was 12 years old blinders on like yeah <laughs> nothing else was getting through oh, um I love that and then at some point on Netflix there was a collection of episodes up um from seasons one and two it wasn't it wasn't in any sort of order. There were completely random episodes. Weird. Uh, yeah, it was just like a collection. It was very odd. But my sister would put it on. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting there and being like, Samantha, this is terrible. <laughs> I'd be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, the, <laughs> what yeah. are these women mm-hmm. doing to these children? Like, I was yeah. just flabbergasted. Yeah. And then my sister got more and more into it, and it, like, wasn't available for streaming, so my Mm -hmm. mom bought it on DVD. (laughs) (laughs) On DVD? (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, we have season, uh, yeah, seasons one and two on DVD at my mom's (laughs) house. And she would put it on, like, around dinner time, and we would sit and we'd watch it, and then she'd go to bed. Mm-hmm. and we'd be, my mom and I would be like, yeah, yeah, we'll turn it off, and then we'd sit there and watch it till, like, midnight. Like, we Ugh. we were like, oh, my God, this is terrible, but we just could not get enough. Yeah. So I, love that. I remember, like, my senior year of high school watching so much Dance Moms <laughs> with my mom. And so uh-huh. this, is, this is 2017. Dance Moms is still on. Yeah. I don't think I even knew that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dance Moms went on for a lot longer than it should have, first of all, and a lot more than like its heyday. Like yes. it peaked really fast and just kept going forever. Yeah. It just kept going. And I think it went on a lot longer than people think it did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. I was, I was on the wiki the other day and Dance Moms was airing when I was in college. That's crazy. And I was like, that's yeah. such a weird overlap. It was only like a few months, but I was like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then uh, my sister would like turn on Lifetime in our bedroom TV. We shared a room at our dad's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she'd fall asleep with Lifetime on before Dance Moms like even came on. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, w- I caught a couple episodes as they were airing. And that was like season six or season seven. Sure, yeah. Um, but I still wasn't like into it, into it. Mm-hmm. That, I think me getting like the way I am with it now really started in, uh, before COVID. Definitely before COVID. Um, 
Yeah, so sometime in later college, like junior year, and it was all because of Mac Z-Boss. Are you familiar? I am so familiar. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, she she's the queen Truly. of Dance Moms. If you want to like, argue who's the most successful child now, it's Maxie. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, wait to, like, dive into Mackenzie as she gets, like, her career as she gets to be older and older. Because, like, I think second to... Vivi McKenzie is like the weirdest and sweetest oh, yeah. and most endearing as she gets older and older. Like mm-hmm. we go from, I want to stay home and eat chips to <laughs> Max Z boss. <laughs> yes. No, no. Max Z boss. You know who I'm talking about? Wait, did I, I'm, I'm thinking about McKenzie's didn't McKenzie release a song? No. So yeah. McKenzie has like in season four, she does, her Mac Z is like yeah. her name and she makes music and stuff. Who, what but are you talking about? There's a girl on YouTube. I don't even know her actual name. Like I've, I've watched all of her <laughs> videos. I don't even know her actual name. I don't uh-huh. know if she said it. Um, but her username is Mac Z boss and she makes deep dive videos oh. into dance moms. <sighs> and like, she's where I get most of my information from. Dang. Like she, yeah. That's amazing. No, she's, she, you have to watch it. You have I love to watch a good it. video essay. Like, bef- like we and you and I were before we started. We're just talking about Fundy Fridays, who I'm yes. obsessed with. Like, I'm obsessed with people like Curtis Connor. Like a good uh, deep dive uh, video essay. Like, yes, yes I'm ready. You Commentary. I don't not regularly on occasion, but mm-hmm. not regularly. Yeah, no, he's got this like super like eight hour long videos. <sighs> That's what I dream of doing. I would love yeah. to make an eight hour long video about that. There's a video but... essay. I can't remember who it's by, but it's someone on YouTube. And the title of it is trying to take panic at the discos Viva Las Vengeance seriously. <laughs> and it's a two hour deep dive into their like most recent album and their career. And like why the most recent album is trash. And she, whoever, I cannot remember the name of the girl off the top of my head. She is so funny and she just roasts, panic at the disco and brendan you're within an inch of his life it's amazing it's amazing i love that i love youtube deep dives Same. and that's what it all started with maxi boss like she hers Maxie are short boss. hers are pretty short they're uh-huh. like 12 minutes but she she presents like a scenario that happened on the show love and then she like sometimes like you know people speculate she'll be like this is what people think Here's mm-hmm. what I think actually happened, and mm-hmm. here's my evidence for that. And she she like has old tweets. She's got she's Dang. got yeah, like it's I can't even describe it. She's great. That's amazing. Um, so, so that was like the real intro to Dance Moms was a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I had watched it and I, you know, thought it was funny or whatever, but this is when I was like, okay, wait, like these are real people on yeah, this show. Yeah, like what's like, happening? Yeah. Obviously, they're all celebrities now, but these are real people that these mm-hmm. things are actually happening to. Yes. And not only that, but they were children. Like, did they understand they were on a TV show? Because mm-hmm. people are like, Dance Moms is scripted. And it's like, Mackenzie was six. Like, right, I was like, yeah. I, I can't I remember know. who or what podcast she was on recently, but Maddie was on somebody's podcast. Emrata. Yes. And she was talking about like, yeah, when I was like nine, the producers would say like, okay, look in the camera and say that you think you're better than everybody else. And she was like, because I was nine, I didn't know what was happening or what they were asking me to do. So I just went along and did everything. And then everybody 
like hated me but yeah I was just doing what the producers like told me to do and like I mean if I think about it too long it actually is like very genuinely sad and I try to it only is. look at Dance Mom specifically on this podcast as like entertainment mm-hmm. there are real people attached to it and there is such a a wealth of like info that can be found out about the real people but I think for this like silly little thing I do in my house it's easier for me to only think about it as just entertainment and yeah. it was on TV I'm just talking about what was on TV like that kind of keeps me from going off the deep end in terms of like you know what are the ethics of regurgitating this kind of content and blah 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 you know what I mean like it just is too much sometimes exactly and I, I really get caught up in that uh with my own content like yeah totally especially on YouTube I have this series uh where I it's called the rise and fall of Abby Lee Miller yes and I'm trying to go through her entire life as much as I can with the info that's out there mm-hmm. and like piece together a timeline of like what happened when yeah and yeah. you know how did we well, get here how yeah how did we get here um and I I'm like constantly thinking about like it's hard to watch the show and like know what I know mm-hmm but yeah. at the same time, I'll be watching a fight and I'll be like, oh, this is so iconic. <laughs> I know like, we get We're going to get into yeah. it. We get an iconic moment in this episode. And we I'm like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> we get a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I'm really. Yeah. And then I joined TikTok. Right. Right. Yes. And I, had, I hadn't been on it for years it had been out for ages right I was right not on it mm-hmm. i remember i was a camp counselor my campers would make fun of me and call me old because i didn't <laughs> understand all their tiktok jokes um and so then one summer i downloaded it and i would i would just scroll through i didn't really post anything and then i don't know i like started a new job and i just got home one day and i had an idea to make yeah. a video i don't even know i don't remember what willed me to make that video mm-hmm. um but i had always said i had always joked around with my friends and been like i need to be a dance mom's youtuber because i have a lot to yes. fucking say all yeah the time. i'm sorry period can I swear? no that's okay you can swear okay. i say fuck okay. all the time i did not even ask <laughs> no you're fine <laughs> i just mark it as explicit because i'm too lazy to edit them out <laughs> nice nice yeah we do the same thing on my on my <laughs> podcast um and so I posted, uh, here's everything, you, or like, what was it? It was about the the lost episode of Dance Moms. Yes. The, from season two. Season it's, two, it's episode, episode nine. nine. Yeah. It was originally called Topless Showgirls. I, we talked about that. I, that's but crazy. But now if you like go back and look at stuff, a lot of it says costume drama, like they renamed it. Um, <laughs> renamed it something stupid. Yeah. Uh, so I posted about that. And then I was getting a bunch of comments of people being like, um, no, I actually just watched this on Hulu like last week. And I would be like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Like how? Yeah. And so I was just like responding to a lot of people. <laughs> fighting <laughs> so, in the comments. And I wasn't even fighting. I was just like, like, where are you from? Is it still on Hulu in Australia or like mm-hmm, whatever? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to know these things. Um, and then, I don't know, I just kept posting for ages just about Dance Moms, not about there you much go. else. Um, and, and you're up to, like, 30,000 followers. <laughs> I am. 
am. That's I am. crazy. You know, it's not, it's really not big in terms of like TikTok numbers. I mean, but, you know, but it's, it's I mean, it's a niche community too. So like, it that's is. pretty big for such a weird thing to be, you know, like obsessed about. Yeah, it's very it's very jarring to think about. I have multiple yeah. videos with over a million views. I'm like, that many oh people God. have heard me talk. That's and crazy. Looked at my face. It's <laughs> weird. Okay, are you ready to talk about the pyramid of life before we talk about this episode of the craziest show in the world? <laughs> yeah, yes, amazing. What do you have, JB, for the bottom of your pyramid? What's going on? All right, bottom of the pyramid. Um. I put. I've been thinking about this. I was. I've been <laughs> juggling a lot of things. I'm so glad. I, um, I think just because, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been seeing it everywhere. I think my bottom of the pyramid has to go to Colleen Ballinger, Miranda Sings. Oh, okay. I hold that whole space <laughs> for that because I want to talk about that in the middle of my pyramid. Okay, okay. So I am not ignoring this. I'm going to say something really stupid about my bottom of the pyramid. And then we're going to just shift up to the middle and really get into it. Okay. Yes. My bottom of the pyramid is the fluorescent lighting at my job in my office. It's oppressive and it makes me want to throw up every time I'm in there. And I can't <laughs> do anything about it because of the way that the company is. And I also share an office with someone who loves fluorescent lighting. And so I can't do anything about it because she was there before me. Okay. My middle of the pyramid matches up with your bottom of the pyramid. <laughs> Talk to me about your like perception of what the fuck is going on with with Miss Miranda Sings. Oh my god! So <laughs> let me preface: I was never like a big fan. Like, Same. I never, I never liked her. her. Never. I just didn't like her content. Her. Yeah, it just like wasn't for me. A lot of people around me liked her, but I just like was part of the internet. I was not on. Um, yeah, yeah. But- I, I when I was a little kid, I had a. I really didn't like to see. Like, I don't know how to describe this, but like the scene in The Grinch with Jim Carrey where they're like shoving food in his mouth and it's messy. I really didn't like that as a child. And so yeah. when she would have that lipstick all over her mouth, it would make me like <laughs> physically sick as like a child. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I don't want it. I can't do this. It's gross. So yeah. I never, I was never really a fan of hers either. Yeah, I just like wasn't into it. But, uh, and I didn't, I truly didn't know much about what she did either i knew she i knew colleen like she had the miranda sings character and then mm-hmm. she had her herself and she would vlog and mm-hmm. stuff yeah um and i knew that she was friends with jojo and i knew that jojo the singer jojo siwa oh gross of course yes not gross jojo gross colleen yeah 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 um I, I think a lot of people would have the jojo gross reaction i mean jojo's also kind of <laughs> nasty but colleen it's, is like 36 it's so. so complicated with jojo right now yes um, mm-hmm. so yeah i just like didn't know much about her um yeah. but i'm not like i hate to go on the record and say that i'm on reddit but <laughs> i'm i'm a Same. reddit user yeah and, i scroll um i scroll you know yeah. I post, but <laughs> only on but casually, moms. not in a racist or misogynistic way, or in a way exactly. that would inspire hate crimes. It's I just it's, scroll. Around. I'm all over. I'm all over r slash dance moms. What can I say? Yeah, I, I, I mean, come on, come on. Um, but her there was r slash like Colleen Ballinger snark. Yes, and that I've would, heard about this. That would pop up for me all the time. Like I never joined mm-hmm. it, but it would pop up for me all the time. And I would read it and I'd be like, oh, I didn't realize people like really didn't like her. 
Yeah. Um, and it, I understood that it was, you know, there was something there, but I wasn't like in the head, like, why would I read into that? I don't even know. Sure. Her. Um, and then something like, I don't even know what the first thing I saw was, but I, it, it started coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff about Colleen Ballinger, like there yes. are now grooming allegations yes. that mm-hmm. this guy Adam McIntyre came out with. Yep. Um, and I was like, "Whoa, this is getting this is getting to be crazy. This is nuts." Yeah. Um, and I'm just seeing it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And the more you learn about it, the worse it gets. True. True. Did and you see that she did blackface? Actually, actually, she like to back her up on one thing she didn't it was green face paint from a different bit like no people have come out and been like you know not to defend her but she did earlier in that show she did like a bit about wicked the musical sure and she put green face paint on but i don't know dude it's still it's still not a good look if anything it's it's bad entertainment you know what i mean like (laughs) even if it's not racist it's still not a good choice like you still shouldn't have done it it's stupid But yeah, uh, you know, the more that comes out, the the worse it gets. It's in the middle of my pyramid. Well, the real like middle of my pyramid is like internet drama in general mm-hmm. because of that line that we were just talking about that it toes between like entertainment and real people. Yes. Also, I think the Colleen Ballinger ukulele toxic gossip train song that if it's not on my Spotify rap this year, I will be pissed. <laughs> that song slaps. It is misinformed and inaccurate and full of lies and bullshit. How, but you better believe the day after I heard that song, a bitch was humming it in the office. I was like, choo choo, bitch, all aboard. I, I listen, catch me in the club shaking ass to Toxic Gossip Train by Colleen Ballinger. We need a track remix. Yes, Um. I need a club (laughs) remix. Someone needs to get on that. I need a club remix of uh of uh what is it harass me for my past like oh yeah i love stuff like that like give it to me i love it (laughs) no i've definitely caught like uh because people are using it all over tiktok yes yeah yeah singing it in my head i'm like no stop i know it's so catchy it's ridiculous um jb what's at the top of your pyramid bestie (sighs) the top of my pyramid um oh wait do we get to the middle of yours I, well, I think we skipped it. What's in the middle? We My did. bad. But I honestly, I I feel so unprepared. I don't even know what to say. I'm so stuck. <laughs> I like, um, I, you know what? Middle of my pyramid is sunscreen right now. Um, Speak on my it. job is keeping me outside. Well, not keeping me. My job is to be outside a uh-huh. lot of the time. I work in a park. Um, today, I had an all day event that was like, on pavement no shade no. Uh-uh. nothing did and... you get hazard pay because honestly no. <laughs> you should <laughs> that is messed tense. up it wasn't it wasn't too bad but it, it was a hot day it was yeah. like 80 humidity no up, felt like mm, 90 mm-mm. it was no. rough um so i had my hair all pulled back i had a hat on i had Bless sunglasses on all day and i Oof. reapplied spf 100 <laughs> four times did you get burnt yes <laughs> for those oh, who don't know that. jb is a redhead with porcelain <laughs> ivory skin <laughs> bless her heart this is the tan this is probably the tanist i've ever been in my life um 
Yeah, I'm pretty red. But no, I only got burnt. I got burnt like a tiny little bit on my shoulders. I was yeah. pretty proud of myself. Nice. It's always the today. shoulders too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. But yeah, I will forget. I'm so bad with sunscreen a lot of the time. You know, I always put it on. Yeah. But I'll miss like yep. my hairline. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I'll miss uh, constantly forgetting the backs of my hands. Yep, and they totally. Get sunburned. Yep, so. I forget the tops of my feet at the pool and my knees Ooh. a lot. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's whatever. It's my feet, and then my feet get sunburned, and yep. it's like the most painful experience ever. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Um, so I've been. I just had to buy a new can of SPF 100 today. So I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't fuck around. When it comes to my <laughs> That's amazing. If the sun sees uh, JB, it is on sight. Or JB <laughs> sees the sun. Absolutely not. We're not doing it. I love that. <laughs> I posted a, a thread. Are you on Threads? I am not. I am gonna wait and to mm. see kind of how it unfurls. I sure. also don't. I have too much anxiety for another social media platform. Sure, sure. So I'm like, if it, if it like become like TikTok, I wasn't on for a while because of that anxiety piece, but then it became so popular. And I felt like there were things that I was genuinely missing. And so I was like, I'll give it a shot, whatever. But like, I don't need, I got TikTok and I got Instagram. I yeah. don't really need anything else. You don't need you know? another social it's media. It's too much. <laughs> I don't does- like it completely rot your brain yeah it oh so yeah i forget how to speak to people it's crazy but anyway you were saying um i posted a thread today Mm -hmm. not a tweet a thread a thread said um like the sun is relentless and unforgiving yes (laughs) so true bestie so true yeah it's ridiculous it is ridiculous it's down here in the south too that humidity piece oh it's just it could be 70 degrees outside but if it's humid, it, if it is just the, it's so much ugh. worse. <sighs> I hate and it. And I have really curly hair too, and really thick hair, so the yep. humidity. I sh- I came home and took a cold shower today, so Bless it looks your nice heart. right now. Yeah, but it was ugh. it was pretty bad earlier. <laughs> I hate that. As like a like your resident like fat bitch, I hate sweating. It really makes me like violent. Girl, and I, I put baby powder all over my legs. Yup. That, mm-hmm, that's the move. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every time I did it, I was like, oh, I feel so dry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so damp. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, what's at the top of your pyramid? The top of my pyramid, uh, I wanted to make a dance moms related and love. I I just love this show. Have you listened to Back to the Bar with Christy and Kelly? Oh, no. There are podcasts? <gasps> yes. I need to, huh? You need to. <laughs> you need to. Abby also recently started a podcast. I would also be at the bottom of my period. Yeah, I wouldn't. I will not be listening. You've had a platform for too long. No, too thank long. you. No. Not for me. Um, no, ma'am. But yeah, no. Christy and Kelly's podcast. I absolutely love it. This week, as of when we're recording right now, mm-hmm. on Monday, they posted uh, their season three, episode one recap. And Amazing. it was two and a half hours long. Ugh. It was their longest episode love. yet. And there, it, it was just, I love all of their, the, all of the things they say. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. so interested to hear their perspective on what was put on national television about them yeah um yeah and you know i know that they are struggling <clears throat> to get through this recap podcast because sure. they're revisiting a lot of like oh yeah for them. yeah 
Oh, yeah. Um, But they're at the top of my pyramid because I love that they do it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, The top of my pyramid this week and honestly every week is Bagu. I am a Bagu, like, girly. And what I- is Bagu? Oh, bitch. Okay. What Everybody who's my friend in real life is, like, rolling their eyes so hard they're falling out of their head. I don't care. <laughs> So Bagu, it's spelled B-A-G. Oh my God, I'm so glad I get to tell you about this brand. Okay, it's spelled B-A-G-G-U. And it is essentially just like a sustainable bag brand. Shut up. And they make like fanny packs. They make shopping bags that fold up and put in little pouches. They make sun hats. They make towels. And it's all under the guise of like being uh, sustainable. I'm on the website right now. And I, I, I live. I this is a little bit of like personal tea that I'm going to put on the internet because I don't care anymore. Um, the influencer who put me on to Bagu, we met in real life and then she cyber bullied me for a long time. And that is like, honestly, one of my favorite things about my life is that I was cyber bullied by a micro influencer on the internet. Uh, it's like, it's everything to me. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to start that again. Yeah. We don't but it was but... everything. And she put me on the brand and the, the love for the brand stuck around. Let me tell you, we did not work out in real life as friends, but it, the Bagu brand, I love their stuff. I think what they're doing is great. It's a female owned and run business owned oh. and run business. Um, they have storefronts, but like only three. So it's like pretty much like e-commerce only, like mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and they're just so cute. And like, it's just, I don't know. I don't really like care about brands like that, but anytime they drop anything, I'm like, what are we doing? What are we buying? Like, let yeah. me give you all my money. I don't care. Their prints are very like colorful and like almost cartoony and the quality of the fabric is just like out of this world and it's reasonably priced. And I got some new stuff today and it just like the serotonin levels it releases in my brain should be criminalized. Like no one should have (laughs) access to this much serotonin. (laughs) No, I, sometimes you just find a brand and you're like, Mm, I'm going to buy for you from you. For the Absolutely. Every time they have a drop, I'm there. Like, what are we buying every time? There's only been one drop that they've had recently that I didn't really love anything, but pretty much on the whole, like whatever you've got going on, I'm here. I don't care what it is. I'm just going to support and love you no matter what you're doing. I am all over this website. I love the smiley face prints. And oh, like that's, my la- that's my laptop sleeve. The I smiley face. I love her. Yeah, the like oh bright, God. vibrant color. They have like this material, like it's like puffy. Let me do some ASMR to the microphone really quick. That's it's puffy. <laughs> it's like puffy vest material. Um, oh my and God. They it just makes me smile. You. Listen, I posted a TikTok about them and about all the things on their website I would currently be buying. And I was like, I'm going to get to the point in some form of my life where Bagu will send me a free item one i don't need a sponsorship i don't need cash money i would like one free thing of my choosing that's it that's why you know i i have yet to have any sponsors or anything like Mm -hmm. i i don't do any of that but i'm constantly like oh my god i would love i would love this like please notice me i love (laughs) yeah like my hair care products i'm like can't you just like for the curly girlies please girls i'll sing your praises for the rest of my life i love you what uh no wow all right well bagu may have just gained a customer bagu needs to gain all the customers it's it's just the best like that's kind of it 
Wow. I love, I love. Are you ready to just go ahead and jump into the deep end with Miss Season 2, Episode 20? Boy, am I. Let me say, this episode, <laughs> what <laughs> the hell? Like, yeah, I feel like great question. so many things happen that are, yeah. like, I hate to say iconic, but, like, iconic, you know? Uh, like, yeah. things that people talk about still and reference about the show, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of them happen in this episode. Yeah, I agree. Before we get into the plot of this episode, I have to hear your thoughts and opinions about the TikTok that James Charles, Jojo Siwa, and Abby Lee Miller posted together. Their little collab of Abby with her Jojo bow rolling in in her electric wheelchair, screaming at James Charles. What are your thoughts and feelings and opinions, girl? I... James Charles is my mortal enemy, and he has no idea who I am. Um, Correct. I mean, (laughs) as he should be, I mean, you know what I mean? He should be the mortal enemy. Enemy number one. He is from Albany, New York. (gasps) He should have been sucked in an exam. also, like, class of 2017, so we're the same age and are from the same area. We're from, we're both from, like, outside, like, towns outside of Albany, Uh and we're from different towns, so, like, I didn't know him personally, but I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people who did know him. Uh huh. Um, and oh, I'm sorry. There's a lot of people outside. I live on the <laughs> ground okay. floor. Oh, bless um, your heart. <laughs> uh, but so I just like I had heard all these things about him mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've I've talked about this on TikTok before. I these are not my stories to tell, so I sure, never tell sure. them. But I've heard some really not great things about the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, when Dramageddon happened mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and a lot of other stuff about him started coming out, I was like, this kind of adds up with the behavior I have heard about yeah. from, you know, earlier in life. Right. Uh, so I've never really been a fan. I do think he does makeup pretty well. I'll give yeah. him that. Um, but yeah, he's not for me. Um, yeah, same. And so when I saw this fucking TikTok yeah. with JoJo, and okay, it was so staged. It, I mean, obviously, it, all TikToks ugh. are staged, but this was like so scripted. Like they had a director yeah. there or something. It was and very it was cringy. So I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? Cringy. It's their. Like, it looks like it was meant for children. Like, that's not meant for you. That's not meant for me. Like, no. Who is uh-uh. your target to? audience here? Who are you talking to? Everything James Charles says is meant for children, though. You and know I what mean, I mean? He's yeah. always trying to talk to kids. It's disgusting. Uh, Sick, nasty. But yeah, I just... You know, and on the upside, they were, like, going to a Pride event together. Slay. Okay, cool. Okay, whatever. But, like... Yeah. But James that, Charles. I was, so yeah. I said on TikTok, what did I say? JoJo committed a hate crime against <laughs> me personally <laughs> by hanging out with uh, James Charles, Abby Lee Miller, and Shane Dawson in the same weekend. Oh my God. It's just like if if you and I, as private citizens, as like professional nobodies, can do a precursory Google search to know that these people are bad people. Why is a celebrity hanging out with them? And it's because, like, 
they do know each other personally because they are all celebrities in a it's way. gross. And, you know, I don't know if they're just like, cancel culture sucks. Yeah. And this is my friend. I don't care what anybody says. I've never seen, he's never done anything like that around me, you know? Exactly. Um, and, you know, JoJo is very young. She just turned 20. Yeah. I mean, she's not that young, but she's still I mean, young. And she's been in this world yeah her entire life she was hanging out with colleen ballinger when she was 13 so like i honestly you know don't expect her to know yeah the correct behavior like and when you're like a a multi-millionaire by the time you're like 10 your brain is just like stunted so like i don't expect like jojo to have a grip on like the world yeah and like being a normal person because she was only a normal person when she was in the single digits and then she blew up so like she's the one i have the most empathy for and the most leniency for shane dawson and colleen and james and abby are all (laughs) they all know you know what i mean like come on be serious you all have been quote-unquote canceled which it's like you haven't been canceled you've been accused of crimes like there's a difference here (laughs) yeah yeah people have brought up how your behavior has has been and has affected other people like oh right like you're assaulting children it's not being canceled it's like you committed a crime but Mm -hmm. they they've all been through that like the public bringing up all of their past and stuff so they should know like they have a grip on reality they've been in the news jojo siwa is effectively stunted in arrested development like i don't know it's just sad like people need to stop like hanging on to her for clout it's honestly embarrassing yeah i you know i used to fully defend jojo for whatever she did because i mean back when she was a kid especially because people hated her people hated her oh yeah and i was like i think she's a great role model for little girls Mm -hmm. and i at that time i stand by that i think she was she was like it's okay to be the weird girl have fun and like yeah I, i love that um but you know as time has gone on and things have yeah things have changed it's yeah it's such a difficult topic for me to talk about like it's yeah that's there's so much nuance to it i feel yeah. like and, and there's just no chance for like a shot at real life yeah and yeah. i'm constantly thinking like i don't know these people in real life like <laughs> they're I, whoever it doesn't matter they don't know me <laughs> they don't know me they don't care what i think so yeah. uh i don't know i just yeah it's weird it's weird don't. and it's difficult and if you think about it too long then it gets sad yeah exactly yeah. exactly that's fair well all speaking on the uh speaking of weird and sad um you ready to get into this episode yes i am <laughs> so this is season two episode 20 it's called guess who's back um it's teased in the the uh end of the episode the last episode that kendall and joe are coming back so that's who you can guess is back because it's them mm-hmm. um Last week, we get this very, like, cheesy, stupid audition for Drop Dead Diva that's, like, being set up, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kendall and Jill are, like, leaving the candy apples. Um, and also, there's a mention of Maddie doing her cry solo twice, um, which is seems kind of out of left field because that's not really discussed in the episode. But it's just kind of a reminder that Maddie gets special treatment because that does come up later on in this episode. Oh, gotcha. That, like, she did 
cry at the one competition, one first place, and then went across the street, did it somewhere else, and won first place over there. Like, mm-hmm. just remember, you know, Maddie Scott special treatment. I think that was because they don't talk about that moment specifically in this episode, but I think that was the intention of bringing that up. Yeah, in the in the coming up on and also, on, I mean. uh, like no one was particularly happy when that happened and i think yeah that like that specific thing plays a big part in this episode yeah for sure for sure um so we're in pittsburgh we start in pittsburgh um holly's not there and abby's like oh is holly busy (laughs) interesting like abby girl the jealousy the envy that you have for this girl boss dr holly embarrassing like abby is scared of holly oh and she intimidated because i think holly got the chance that abby wished she had holly got to go to college holly has her doctorate holly we now know dr holly and her family they're a bunch of libs like they are living (laughs) their best life like and i think abby is mad that she got stuck in a cycle of generational issues and holly is like slaying and living her best life oh that's a that's and holly's so unbothered by her holly doesn't really snap on abby until the later seasons when she's just like had enough but right now holly's like yeah i'm busy being a i'm i have a doctorate i'm busy being a principal and like and what die mad you know what i mean like she doesn't yeah holly's very much still using like logic in her fights with abby yeah and abby's just like screaming and freaking out yeah reason with her but you can't there's no reasoning with abby no no um and then she's like okay we we won last week that's great and then she's like moving on and the door to that studio studio a i think it is swings open and in walks (laughs) jill vertes give it up and uh, let me tell you there are so many moments in this show hang on liza's turning on my mic stand again hey go away just for a second He's like um, jumping around in your background. I know. She's so like doing like cute. flips. She's like in a Jackie Chan movie behind me, jumping over furniture yes. and like freaking out. Can you just chill? Um, so there are so many moments in the show that are obviously staged and the producers obviously prop them up. This, everybody in the room looks shocked that and this be- is happening. And that's because none of them knew it was coming, not even Abby. That's like, amazing. I think production knew. I think they obviously had to know. Like they had to mic her up. Or yeah, whatever. obviously. Um, but, but she just no walks in the middle in of the, the pyramid. That. Oh, that's amazing. I love, I love stuff like that. Like because it, it's so low stakes. She doesn't come in, and start screaming. She just like walks in, and people are like, yeah, and you can tell. Kendall. <laughs> I you can I know, sweet baby, and you can tell that the girls don't know what the girls kind of are like oh my god what's happening because they all start giggling and like there's a close-up on maddie and her like buck teeth and she's like (laughs) giggling like oh this isn't gonna go very well like miss abby's gonna lose her shit and she just walks in and she's like um i would like kendall to have a spot in the group for the competition (laughs) this weekend and abby like throws her hands up and her eyes get really wide and she goes you are off your rocker if abby is telling you that you're off your rocker look inward bestie that is embarrassing it's so funny because like jill is like i want to be or like kendall wants to be on this team blah 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 but it's like they got cast on a tv show right they started out at abby's they were somehow able to leave abby's which is a feat no one else can really do yeah i don't Um, know how they how they were able to do that left abby's went to kathy's they can still film at kathy's and then she got too fed up with Kathy. And, and it came she, back. She's like, 
I still want my daughter on this TV show. So <laughs> my little just, Kendall like, pushed her back in. Oh my gosh, it is so funny. Like everyone's reaction, standing there, hands over yeah. their mouth. Yeah, they are like genuinely shook. Like they are. They do not know, including Abby, do not know what to do. Like in this moment and then we get the flashback to the fight where she throws the shoe we get that cowboy yes the cowboy hat freak out and she's like i'm just gonna pack my bags and go home would that make you all really happy and abby goes no it would not make me happy i'm sick of this shit and she just throws the shoe and then we get the interview with christy it's so hard to take you seriously wearing that hat it's so (laughs) that is here i go again about like certain things about the show being terrible but iconic iconic yeah yeah the cowboy hat freak out like is implanted in my Mm -hmm. brain it altered my brain chemistry like the cowboy hat freak out i know exactly what that is i know what we're talking about i know where we are it's the best and so here jill gives kendall like her headshot because it's like gonna go up on the pyramid allegedly on the mirror she's like here's her headshot girl and Abby's like, I'm not taking this. And so she goes and is like, go stand in the line, sweetie. And she goes and like stands on the line. And the girls are like hugging her. And Abby's like, stop it, girls. Don't do that. And they all like break up. And Kendall's just like wiping away tears on her tiny little baby face. And it's ju- it's just like this child. I hope Jill brings up therapy later on in the episode oh very flippantly. I hope to high heaven that all of these girls have been, I know Maddie was in extensive therapy after she got out of the machine, which she should have been like, good for her. I really hope Kendall was also in therapy because like that is in to just be, to grow up in the single digits of childhood, knowing because your mom is telling you that you are a pawn. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put you here. I'm going to put you here. This is what you want. I want this for you. You're doing this. No questions asked, unbothered, whatever like uh, it just it really does hurt my spirit to see her her like little baby tears i know she looked absolutely overwhelmed in this sequence sweet baby and i mean that's exactly it she's just a pawn in this and yeah you know she she is friends with all of these girls at this point they're all good friends and she wants to dance with her friends she wants to be there yeah but like for this to be what you have to go through and this is when like where is the line between yep. reality TV and real life? Yep. Where Great is question. that right yeah. here? Like mm-hmm. Kendall doesn't know. No. I think Jill Jill kind of knows. She walks in, she knows that like Abby know like I don't I don't even know. I just yeah. and I I'm kind of <laughs> agree with Abby here. Very, very, you know, a little tiny bit yeah, because same. She's like, you have paperwork to sign. Like, you can't yeah, just come you can't in just here do this. and take yeah. a, like, be in my studio and dance. And that I understand yeah. when she's like, it is my business. And, like, this is something you have to consider. But at the same yeah. time, like, don't scream at the little girls for hugging their friend yeah. in your business. Like, geez. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like, get off oh, oh, fucking hold of yourself. Girlie. Exactly. Both of them. Um. This week, we're going to Star Power in Lancaster. And she says, it's all these people from New York and whatever, New Jersey, the dance scene are all going to be there. It's really important, blah, 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 whatever. She says that every city they go to is like the the mecca of dance. And you and know it, what? They've been to Lancaster before. You know what dance it was? No. What was the last time they were in Lancaster? Electricity. Oh, 
bitch. I don't that- remember if that was star power or not, and it may not. That's have like been the second the episode, time. right? Or like the third yeah. episode it's where they the like second. look like they shouldn't be because they're children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten that was in Lancaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's Super like a weird. very kind of it's a very conservative town. There's like yeah. Amish people. The Amish. <laughs> oh yeah, because Christy makes a comment about the girls in very skimpy clothing, and she's like, "There's like the Amish here." <laughs> yeah, like we're going to Lancaster. So when they said that, I was like, oh, we've been there before. Oh, my God. The Encyclopedia Brown of Dance Moms, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. There could very well be another competition where they went, but I don't don't freaking know. Um, Okay, so we get to the Pyramid of the Children. And I'm just going to run through this quick because there's truly no rhyme or reason to any of this, this this week, as there usually isn't. The bottom makes sense because it's Mackenzie, Nia, and Paige, and they were all in a trio that was ass. So it was, it was a bad trio. Like, it was I very really bad. Say that about <laughs> the like their dances, but it was like whew, they yeah. needed another week for that one. That was it was rough. it was it was bad. I guess this pyramid does make sense because Chloe's in the middle and Brooke is in the middle. They were both like doing well doing better but not great and then maddie at the top because she went into the nine to twelve category last week and she won at the age of nine yes so i guess this is the most like structurally sound pyramid we've seen that all of that kind of makes sense you know it, you know sometimes it adds up uh but you know sometimes they they're just saying sometimes the math bullshit. is not mathing yeah and it's like what are you talking about that doesn't make sense yeah especially with mckenzie when she puts mckenzie at the bottom and she's like mckenzie you need to pull your own weight. She's like, I'm seven. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of the time it's just general, like, you yeah. didn't point your feet last week. And it's like, oh, yeah. like whatever. <laughs> like, okay, sick. <laughs> like, this is stupid. Um, This week, Maddie has a solo that's called I Can't Find the Words. Paige has a solo that's called Creme de la Creme, which is kind of a shock because Kelly was like, last time she had a solo, I changed all the choreography and she won. <laughs> so it's kind of surprising. She's like, I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's fine. Like, whatever. Um, Nia has a solo that is called Working Girl, which is bad. Oh, Lord. I was watching this last night and my roommate said, that's a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Like, and all the moms are kind of like, uh, what? She's 10. What are you and talking then, about? And then Abby's like, well, we all know Holly's the original working girl. No one else I have had a, a note job about that too. Her. Holly's the original working girl. I'm like, Abby, stop and speak slower and listen to what you're saying. It is not giving what you think it's giving. Stop it. Stop mm-hmm. saying that. Um, and it's a song by Shangela, who at the yes. time was going by Laquifa, but the artist now known as Shangela, which we love. Um, yes, from Drag Race. Yes. I mean, like, she, we're going to get into it, but the number, you can hear Shangela say hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's Hallelu- like, oh, she has no idea. At it's this, such a at funny crossover. Life, it's so true. And I mean, do you know how they know each other? Like, how I- did, because Shangela appears in one of the previous episodes, she like walks in and she's like fully, she's like one of those famous drag queens in the world and she's yeah. just there. So there's, uh, Nia does one of, does the Laquifa song in season one. And then later, it's later in season one or sometime in season two early, like Shangela comes in and works with them. And I think that was production setting that up. I don't think it has to Abby be. knew her personally, but then yeah. after that, I believe it was season three or season four of Drag Race when they did their live finale. Mm-hmm. Abby 
was Shangela's date. And Abby's like in the episode. What? They're like, we've got Abby Lee Miller in the audience. And so that like, is they became so friends. weird. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why it's such <laughs> two random what? ass shows to have as a crossover. And also, it's like across two networks. different people. Like, yeah. they are not the same. Abby Lee Miller and Shangela are not the same person like shangela is like i mean i'm not gonna get into it because i could scream about her forever but she is the pinnacle of (laughs) drag she's the pinnacle of like pageantry she's very articulate Mm -hmm. she has a great social media presence like shangela is the shit and abby is a convicted felon (laughs) how how i just don't get it how abby loves drag queens Abby, you know, she she loves drag queens. Which I wonder. They, she has them do, like, she has uh, Nia do Laquifa so early on. And then later they do a Kinky Boots number. Mm-hmm. She knows she Vegas has, showgirls. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, she's she's involved in the arts. And, it's you know. It's interesting to me. I have so many questions for Abby Lee Miller, at, specifically at this point in her life, before. Because I do think she's undergone at least some character change she's a survivor of of illness yes she has been in prison you know like all i do think she's changed a lot but at this point in her life i just have questions about what she believes is the most authentic expression of herself yeah and why do you hate holly and why do you like cling to people like drag queens and i'm not saying you shouldn't cling to those kinds of people like that's i'm not saying that because drag queens are the best but it's, it's just interesting she's a i don't know privileged white woman she thinks you know she what? Can do whatever fair enough. she wants fair <laughs> enough honestly fair a fucking enough um so yeah we're gonna come back to that in a minute with yes. angela and everything uh the group number is about a vampire and i said okay twilight i see you're trying to say ah! We had a Hunger Games number a couple weeks ago. We're getting bad. We're getting we're getting Twilight this week. We're bringing in Nick, the boy who we don't hear from, and he is just a set piece. But we have a boy. Um, and then Abby looks at him and goes, "Nick, do you know why you're here? To lift. <laughs> <laughs> to lift. His name is Nick Dobbs. He was like originally like a member of the ALDC. I always think yeah. it's cool when like." People who are just at the studio get to come in and be on the show. I yeah. think that's cool. And he's in a bunch of other episodes, too. You, like, see yeah. him in the first episode just, like, out and about in the studio. So it's cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, So we cut to the moms up in the Lido deck. Um, Jill is just like, I just can't believe Abby didn't give my little Kindle a solo and blah, 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 whatever. And all the moms are like, girl, you are Delulu. That is not how this works. Like, what planet are you on? Christy looks at her and is like, what are you talking about? Like, in what world did you think that was going to go down in a good way? You know what I mean? Melissa literally says to her, you have guts, girlfriend. And I feel like that is exactly it. Like, that's a read. How did she manage she just has confidence like to walk in that room and do that and know that like but all hell didn't break loose no i feel like abby was caught so off Uh, yes i agree she gets the she's the meanest and the the most full of like vitriol and hate when she has like a a through line of Mm -hmm. thought i have a point to prove i think i'm right jill caught her off guard and she was just like 
get out. Like, what are you doing? What's going very like disarming yeah. situation, you know? Abby also really likes Kendall, like as a dancer. Yeah, Abby has said that in the past. Like, I think Jill's a great or Jill. I think Kendall's <laughs> a great dancer. Like, she's, you know, she takes direction really well you know, whatever, whatever. But Jill makes it like damn near impossible for Kendall to do anything because she's so erratic all the time. She's she's a little overbearing. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. And she comes in with a fresh new haircut, fresh new hair color. Blondie. Christy makes a comment about how there's like no time lost between Melissa and Jill. She's like, they're biggest thieves back again, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Christy in her interview goes, she's lying about the color of her hair. Not that I ever would. And then she like kind of giggles, like obvious Christy's like platinum blonde. Like yeah. obviously she's lying about the color of her hair. So the I think the moms are caught off guard, but not surprised that no. Jill would do something like this. Like this is very up Jill's alley, you know. And none of them seem like particularly mad that they're back. They're like, just like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you know? Bitch, you're so crazy. Yeah, girl, we can't take you anywhere. You know, this is so crazy. Yeah, very and much. Christy and Kelly have said on uh, their podcast that, you know, they'd argue with Jill all the time. But yeah. they also liked having Jill there because she would pick up the weight of like someone arguing with abby so like, yeah true maybe they didn't have to that week you know that's fair and you can i do think that their dynamic at least at this point in the show is like loving you without liking you yes. i think that's kind of where they sit yes. and so when she comes back in it's to your point of just like girl you're crazy and you don't have a good grip on reality but like i'm not it's not like um leslie the oh moms my god hate leslie and they should because she's kind of an asshole and in the show um but it's not like that with jill it's just kind of like girl what are you talking about what are you doing what's going yeah. on you know yeah um so we see Paige's solo rehearsal jill walks in in the middle of the rehearsal and christy like squints at her like if she she's like look almost looks like she's trying to shoot lasers out of her eyes from the lido deck at jill she squints like so aggressively and jill's like I'm so sorry, Abby. I know you're in the middle of a rehearsal, but I just really need to know if Kendall's going to be in the group this weekend. And and Abby rightfully says, I don't want to invest my energy in your kid if she's going to up and bounce in six months, just like you did at Candy Apples, like you have already done here. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't really know. Like, also I'm busy, like leave. And then she leaves and uh, Kendall leaves and they keep going with, um, Paige's solo rehearsal yeah i but hate she, like, that she went in you know, during Paige's solo rehearsal because Paige during, gets nothing on this uh, come on she's getting the scraps from the table Absolute and scraps. jill cannot give her a break it's so ugh, it's so annoying i hate it yeah. um then we switch gears into nia's solo rehearsal for working girl yikes we get the iconic yes sound. speak on it speak on it it's speak like, on it it's just it's on tiktok people have been making tiktoks about it lately and it's like what is it one two three, Woo-hoo! One, two, three. smaller steps Wow! it's so oh. fun. it's fun to see abby have fun it's fun to see yeah. like them just be people like that that's a really nice like dance teacher dancer moment is like yeah abby and nia having fun exactly it's cute to see nia kind of giggle at her too Mm -hmm. you know like the teacher kind of going out on the limb to look like a fool and the kid being like oh my god what is miss abby doing like it is a very like it's iconic just like in like the cultural zeitgeist (laughs) but it's also (laughs) it's also very like sweet tendy moment between me and abby yeah um 
this is when she says that the number is about her mom, who's the original working girl. Yeah. Such <laughs> an insane comment that, again, I don't think you know what you're saying. I re- I hope you don't know what you're saying. You know what I mean? That's a prostitute. That's so funny that your roommates start. <laughs> that is a prostitute. <laughs> and, like, <sighs> I get it. Like, if it could have been working woman, you know? And it would have sure. been, like, it wouldn't have had that. It wouldn't have... It's so strange. It's it's very strange to me. Oh, um, gosh. And during this, Holly like enters Lido deck. It's you know Nia Solo block, so Holly shows up, and Holly and Jill's not there at this point. And mm-hmm. the moms are like, "Girl, guess what you missed? You missed Jill." And she's like, "I missed Jill." She's like, "Girl, what is the tea?" And so they're just like catching up, Holly, and she's got like mixed feelings about the solos. She says like we've already done a Laquifa number. And when we did it, then I didn't really feel like it was an accurate representation of Nia's culture of our mm-hmm. culture. So she was like, it just was kind of weird to me. And so I have kind of mixed feelings about it now. And like, that's kind of all we get from Holly in this moment. Yeah. I really like, uh, like that moment when Holly arrives and the moms are all kind of giggling. Girl. <laughs> like they're not even really directly making fun of Jill. They're no. just like laughing about yeah. like how, how insane crazy it is. this situation is. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to see them like laugh and giggle as friends. Yeah. Um and yeah, the the last Laquifa solo we had wasn't amazing. It wasn't great. No. no. Nia was in an afro and like a leopard print suit. Yeah, it was not good. It just it it felt culturally insensitive like it yeah. just oh yeah it, just, it didn't feel good it didn't feel good no this solo however is different yeah yeah which we'll get to about it mm-hmm. we're gonna get yeah. there but yeah no i completely agree and i can understand holly's hesitation of like last time we did this artist and did a song like this it did not go well yeah, so i'm exactly. a little concerned um we go back to the group rehearsal gianna comes in and she's like Abby, you have oh, a phone call. And we get the speaker phone call of like the casting agent from Drop Dead Diva. And then we get a very dramatic commercial break. When we come <laughs> back from commercial break, they have decided, obviously, that they're going to go with Maddie for the, this little like bit part in Drop Dead Diva, which I could also make a whole podcast about that show. Because, oh, really? You watched oh, it? Oh, because growing up as a fat kid, I needed to see... <laughs> someone fat in in a main role the show is terrible it's also a terrible premise but i i ate it up girl i really did tlc in lifetime at you know at this in the 2010s like they had me by the throat (laughs) like they they owned my life i just like i dropped a diva is also on lifetime yeah like Mm -hmm. you said so there's definitely like, something going on there. And obviously the producers were like, you need to pick Maddie. Because so we a, can make drama for our show. Yes. A, Maddie's really talented and she'll do really well. And B, the moms are going to hate this. And it's going to mm-hmm. be good TV for dance moms. So you have to pick her. And the, like, the moms kind of say that. The moms are like, I mean, like. They're like, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And the girls are like trying to like look up at the Lido deck and communicate with their moms like what's going on and Holly's like what are they trying to say what's going on and Christy goes oh Maddie just got the part from Drop Dead Diva and Holly goes how can you tell that's what they or how can you tell and Christy goes the girls just told me yeah <laughs> it's very sweet funny. that distance from like the girls in the studio to like up <laughs> in the Lido deck and she's like 
are you kidding? They just told me. Like, yeah, right. I'm in tune with the girls. Okay, they just told me. <laughs> and here's a little bit of behind the scenes tea. Lay it on me. Give me the tea, girl. According to Christy and Kelly on their podcast, the week before when they were doing auditions, mm-hmm. Paige was promised this role. Yikes. And like I forget who she said exactly promised it whether it was like the producers or casting or whatever but like also if you look at the lead whoever it was the role of young Deb yeah older Deb looks just like Paige yeah it's true Deb is like very thin blonde Mm -hmm. like stereo the whole bit is that she's a supermodel and so like young Deb you know needs to, yeah. i mean looks needs to look like Paige because the actress who played deb looks like Paige. like that's kind of like all there is yeah um so i just and one of the moms like their episode yeah one of the moms makes a comment i think it might be kelly makes a comment about like it's funny that they said that they wanted someone blonde and they yep. picked maddie like mm-hmm. what who brunette maddie. yeah it is kelly yeah according to my notes kelly yeah, is the one kelly who makes the comment it. Abby hangs up the phone and screams. Maddie runs up to her mom and kind of just is like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's very uncomfortable. The only person who's excited in this moment is Abby. Nobody else cares. Because because Maddie knows everyone else is going to be upset. Yeah. And that's, it sucks. And Melissa knows too. Even though Melissa thinks that they're all jealous, either way, Melissa knows it's not going to end well. Yeah. You know, even if she thinks that their anger is stupid, she still knows it's going to be coming. So she's not stoked about it either. And this issue doesn't go away either. It comes back later in this episode. True. Even worse. Truth. We're just, we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. I also um, want to say that yes. uh, the necklace Abby is wearing in her interviews. Heinous. It's just simply horrendous. Yeah. That's it's like, that's the real the felony. Shells yeah. And the, the, no, like starfish it's so aquatic. she needs to be arrested for her costume jewelry choices <laughs> instead of tax evasion or whatever it was or you know people in pittsburgh they say costume like with an S-H, oh and that's why I, they all say that on the show it's like a regional dialect i hate it when kelly Costumes. says costume Ooh, no hate to anybody from pittsburgh who says that but like yikes it really cooks my grits i hate costume costume no. it's okay i hate it my friends make fun it. of me because uh, I say elementary and documentary. Like, I don't say documentary. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently that's like an upstate New York thing. I had never even heard that until people <laughs> commented on my TikToks and were like, what the hell? You say things <laughs> weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, also, like, to be fair, like, I live in Nashville and mm-hmm. I'm from Nashville. And we say things that are that literally don't make any sense in the South. So like oh, Southern yeah. people can't say anything about anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, the next time that you make fun of somebody for saying something strange, I want you to think about the fact that you know what it means to be not even knee high on a grasshopper <laughs> and look inward and tell me, then you can tell me who says the weirder thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the South. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Too funny. Um, three days out from the competition Nia's hair is in she's got like tiny I'm I don't know anything about anything I just want to put this out she's got braids braids. they're very little so there's a lot of them Mm -hmm. and she's taking her braids and she's putting them into like buns like kind of like at the nape of her neck and they just every time she spins and moves there's so much hair that they fall out of the buns that she has them in and Abby's like you've got too much hair which is like that's a strange comment, but we're yeah. going to come back to that in a minute because that's mm-hmm. weird. 
Um, Kendall comes back also. Duh. Kendall walks in and she's like, I'm sure. In the middle of rehearsal. Yeah. She's like, I didn't know what time it started. So here's my child. I didn't know what time it started. And obviously I'm invited. Like, yeah. If you don't know what time it started, maybe you shouldn't be here. I love, (laughs) I love her. Like, getting in there it's so funny. it's there is like, something I to be said be this tv show yeah there is something to be said for her level of confidence <laughs> like it's, work, it's simply bitch. comical in this episode it's so <laughs> yeah. this whole episode i'm like wow she really did that yeah and abby tells kendall she's like you need to get control of your mother and and then like that's kind of cute and funny but then abby starts yelling at kendall and then kendall starts crying again and now i'm yeah. crying and it, it just makes me so sad Kendall, Kendall cries a lot on the show, and I think a lot of people give her a hard time. And I think she got, you know, bullied for being a brat. Yeah. But this is not brat behavior. This is no. anxious, stressed out child behavior. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just terrible to watch. And then Abby just cuts Mackenzie. And she's like, Mackenzie can't do this. It's like, and did okay. you hear what she said when she said that? Because she's too young. No, she said, take your belly out of here when kicking Mackenzie out of the room. Okay. And this is, I have notes about this because um, when they talked about this on Back to the Bar, like, Uh I had heard this before, but they really confirmed it there. Abby would name the kids' bellies if they would stick out. She would, like, give them a name. And that's why... Brooke would wear shirts over her leotards sometimes in episodes because like her belly would stick out and Abby would make fun of her for it. And she would, she would do it specifically to like Brooke, I think Maddie and Mackenzie. And and it's, they cut a lot of, you know, the show puts Abby in a better light. (laughs) I think a lot of the time, like they cut a lot of the things she says to the girls and that you can find them in the production notes. It's like she said what? Um, but this is one time I was like, wow, they they kept that in there. Like you hear it, you see it. Take your belly out of here. She's Ugh. seven. She's seven years old. Dude, oh, it's so like, I mean, I, like I think about it even in the context of the Colleen Ballinger stuff that we were talking about earlier. Like you, Abby, in this moment are the adult. Mm-hmm. You know better you can't make the case about it being well they're kids like blah 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 this is not child to child bullying this is a woman i guess in her 40s she looks to be like she was in her 40s at that yeah like you're bullying children and it's it's just like i'm not going to get into a weight thing and shoot this shot back at abby because it doesn't matter what abby looks like Mm -hmm. you should not be shaming children for their bodies period exactly you just you shouldn't really be shaming anybody for their body um because existing in a body is hard in whatever way that is for you having a body is hard in general Mm -hmm. and you abby are the adult and you're putting this on a child who exists in the single digits and that's fucking insane to me and honestly shame on you you know what i mean and kelly said in that uh podcast episode that like you know abby would say all this shit to their kids and it wouldn't make it to air but yeah. then when she would scream, stop eating, that's why you're fat, they would air that. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. like, I mean, I don't think it's a good justification. Like, you shouldn't – I say you shouldn't fight fire with fire. That's this this, this entire show. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 
But, you know, I feel like it's different when it comes to taking shots about bodies and body image. Yeah. Um, but Get a just, hold like, of the yourself. Fact, the fact that she's doing it to the kids is just crazy. It's criminal. Like, I'm... Ugh, it, it really it really bothers me. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And she says, to add insult to injury, she says that she's going to just, like... She doesn't want the number to have this many people in it. She wants it to only have three girls. And she says she's going to tell everybody who those girls are at the competition. Yeah, so they all still have to go. Yeah, so they're all freaking out. And she says to Paige, she's like, Paige, what if you're just not good enough? And I just put in Kindle instead. Just saying. Terrible. Terrible. And then we get a commercial break. It's like, she she just says these things. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's okay to cut some of the team for one competition. Sure. And have the number be smaller. But it's just the way there's a she way to communicate that the way she communicates yeah. things. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I had a, a teacher friend of mine when I was teaching who told me that teaching, especially in the arts, is an excellent job for anyone who has a God complex. And yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's so true. And this is proof of that, that like if you have a God complex and you want to just sit there and stroke your own ego until the cows come home become a high school theater director that is so real and so true and abby is proof that that is the case if Mm -hmm. you have a god complex become a dance teacher that Mm -hmm. will really fuel that god complex yeah yep um this is like i don't know this next moment we have is like a it feels a little piecemealed together like there's something that we're missing because Abby just kind of like gathers all the girls in the studio and now they're all just all screaming at each other in Studio B. I don't know why they're in there. She gathered them in there because she wanted to talk to everyone about, about how dropped a diva, right? She said none of you were happy for Maddie. Yeah, it's very like And it's okay, very I mean go it's inside, obviously a know. very setup scene for them to stand yeah. in a room and argue with each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's a crazy thing to do. Like it's one thing to pull the moms in there and have the conversation like that. And they duke it out or whatever and argue about dumb shit. Yeah. But they brought the girls in. Yeah. And Abby is like, none of you are happy enough for Maddie. Yeah. And it's like the girls. And Kelly's like, that's not true. We all congratulated her and the girls are all really excited. Like, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? They're all happy for their friend. All of the moms love all of the girls. Like, right. Even when right. there's drama, obviously they yeah. all love each other, but things were set up in a way and all of the moms know this. Yeah. And that's why it's so complicated because Maddie should be able to celebrate. Right. But it's when it's every single week yeah compared to her friends like obviously she's gonna downplay it a little bit and, and that's, abby's yeah. telling her you should be screaming and crying like screaming crying throwing off about it <laughs> you should be so excited all yeah. this stuff and it's like yeah maddie has empathy like, yeah and the I other girls know. lost something even if they loved maddie and they had the best sense of camaraderie everybody else in that room views themselves as someone who lost something so like yeah give them a break you know what i mean this is stupid and chrissy's like in her interview she's like abby wasn't very happy when chloe booked the music video when she got to the joffrey or when she won first place of the competition where you ran out of the room crying like mm-hmm. chloe has accomplished other things too and you didn't pull everybody in the room and make us be excited for chloe it's like exactly who cares also they are already on a tv show i screamed yes. about this last week and it's still true <laughs> 
there is no added benefit. You are already no. on TV. They it's can't, so stupid. They can't break the fourth wall for the longest time on the show. They start being able to in like yeah. season five and season six yeah. later on. But early on, it's Whew. like, you guys are famous because you're so good at competition dance. And it's like, yeah, uh-huh. be, uh-huh. be fucking for real. You be know what I mean? Real. Be so serious right now. It's so stupid. And then it all kind of comes apart because Abby mm-hmm. and now Abby and Holly are fighting and Abby, uh, Holly says like, or no, Abby says, Holly, I heard you talking about how you thought that this was rigged and that it was Maddie's to begin with. And Holly says, yeah, I stand on my experience and my credentials, which is something you can never take away from me. She says, as which, a as a period American citizen. Yeah, I did my my right to free so speech. Blah blah blah. Funny. I have the right to believe whatever I want. I'm like, honestly, pop off. You know what I mean? And then Holly or Abby gets up in Nia's face and she's like, "Fix this hair. It's horrible." And oh then Holly loses. Nia, Nia, in that moment, like Abby goes yeah. up to her and goes. Thanks fix this hair and like throws her hands towards Nia and <sighs> Nia like immediately is like glued to her mom. Yeah. And Holly loses her sense of chill and she's like, fix your hair, fix your face, fix your body, look in the mirror. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't love that. But you know, if that's the rules that she set up, then we're going to play by her rules. And then Abby in her interview tells Holly, well, Holly needs to start wearing a padded bra and stop <laughs> wearing dresses. Why does she need to stop wearing dresses? He, Abby is always shit talking Holly's like style. I don't know. It's very weird. She always I think thinks she dresses too frumpy and not yeah. like good enough for her body. But like that's Abby. I don't know. Abby, nothing. Holly, Abby, you wear tracksuits. <laughs> Abby, you're you're bringing Sue Sylvester realness to the runway every week. Oh like, my god, the tracksuits. Yeah, the tracksuits. No, enough. Like you uh uh-uh. flip flop shirt from season one. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, uh, it's iconic. Are you kidding? Oh my flip-flop god. Shirt. And even when Abby like gets money and like in later <laughs> seasons and they're like out in LA, her hair, oh my god, she looks yeah. <laughs> All the money in the world can't fix ugly. You know what I mean? And Abby <laughs> is rotten inside, and so the outside's gonna match. She's a terrible person, and that's that on that. It has nothing to do with anything other than your soul. Mm-hmm. You are a bad person, therefore you are ugly. And, and just her getting up in Nia's face. Yes, about and then we get the, the braids, braids again. Yes, and she's like, the braids are weighing her down. And to your point about Nia being attached to her mom, she looks at her mom and she shakes her head and she's like, no, they're not. Like yeah, she's, she's like, on, no, I'm fine. Yeah, she's on her mom's team. Mm-hmm. And Holly says like, Nia having braids is a part of her ethnicity. And if she wants them, she's allowed to have them. Damn and then straight. Abby's like, Abby's like, it looks like two logs coming out of her head. And Holly in her interview at this point, is like, Abby, you need to start with the woman in the mirror and leave mm-hmm. my kid alone. I'm like, period, Holly. <laughs> so true. Now this scene is just fucking terrible. Like the, yeah, everything that Abby is saying feels so like racially charged. You it's know, tough. It's, it's really so tough. tough. And Nia said in an interview sometime in the last few years that um, Abby once told her that the braids in her hair looked like worms. Oh, And yikes. I mean, this is the only time on the show we see her with braids. She may have had them at other times, but I feel like that probably happened this week. Gross. It's giving and Leah it's, Michelle. It's <laughs> oh, Leah Michelle told a girl that she would shit in her wig. Like, oh my God. She's 
that's just absolutely insane yeah and yeah it's like it's just terrible to watch it's like wow she really said that yeah with her full chest to a little kid she said that with her full chest yeah and nia's hair looked amazing also true like get what are you talking about she looks so Shut up. Cute. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's just like baseless. Like you're just mad about something and so yeah, you're just you're gonna grasp at straws. To be mad about. Yep. And you're just like, I'm gonna be mad at this. I'm like, okay. Because you hate Dr. Holly. Like, okay, great, sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's a terrible scene. And people talk about it all the time. Recently, yeah. uh, Brooke has said, and I never noticed this before she said something about it. In that scene, mm-hmm. Brooke is like cracking up. She oh, said really? she said in the moment she understood that this was like a serious situation uh-huh. and that like shit was going down <laughs> but that when holly just started like oh yeah abby like go fix yourself like do all that like <laughs> she just, just like... not keep it together and you can see Fair. it in the scene like all the girls are laughing yeah and i don't like they're not laughing at nia or uh-uh. anything no they're just... kind of laughing at abby like girl shut at up abby, and yeah. they never really get to see holly get angry in the way that's like, she true wasn't even ang- she was very like cool calm and collected actually i think yeah. in the scene yeah but it's rare for them to see holly like have <laughs> Lose a shit. one-on-one argument with <laughs> with a standoff abby in front of all of them so i think they just thought that was so funny yeah um the zoom call is gonna end and i also think i'm gonna hit my limit on anchor so what i'm gonna do is end this and then i'm just gonna start a new call and email you the new anchor link is that is that the spotify for spotify podcast? for podcasters yes. that's what it's called got now it. yeah yeah got yeah. it so okay, i'm gonna send cool. you that new link all right sounds good we're doing we're on for so long <laughs> I i'm know. so sorry it's okay you're Let's gonna have see. a lot to edit oh no it'll be fine okay Let's see. um so we're two days off from the competition now maddie it's her solo rehearsal time um, for I can't find the words. Her prop is a single piece of paper, which is an artistic choice. That this we're solo is so unmemorable. Like she's great, but yeah, it's no cry. You know what I mean? It's no cry. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember all of the dances from this episode, but Maddie's. I was like, I, I don't even know what this is. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and this is like, this is another moment that's like upsettingly iconic, but it's true. It, it happens that abby makes maddie bring in all of the crowns that she's won and like put them on a table and display them for all the other children to see and it's supposed to be like aspirational for the children to see that that's what maddie's done and like they're now supposed to want it but it's like so sad because the kids are are literally looking at what they don't have and what they can't get because abby doesn't love them as much as she loves maddie yeah it's just sad and the moms are sitting in the lido deck watching this go down and they're looking at melissa like girl what the fuck are you doing like this is like you let this happen yeah and and uh melissa goes well abby asked me to bring them in and kelly goes or christy goes well you should have told abby to kiss my ass no exactly exactly (laughs) like so it's so funny. Actually, I think this whole scene is crazy. Like I, think I had Kelly's to go the back one who and says that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Kiss my hand. Tell her to kiss your ass." Like, <laughs> yeah. who cares? Who cares? It's so um, weird. Yeah, this scene is wild, and the moms are get really upset. Rightfully so. 
I yeah. think. Um, I think so too. I think this is really not cool and, and a little tone deaf. Again, it's nothing against Maddie. No, it's never against Maddie. It's never, <laughs> it's never against anything against Maddie. Her. But it's like Abby who drags her. Like, yes, it's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and Maddie says, like, I didn't really want to do this, but... She said, I followed the rules. I followed the rules, and, and the I rules, knew they would be mad at me. The rules are listen to Miss Abby and do whatever she says. Yeah. And it, and sometimes that means making your friends upset, because she will do that. Because Abby wants Maddie yes. to not be friends with any of them. Right. Abby, it's like... it's like Abby wants trying, them to be isolated. You took the words out of my mouth, exactly. <laughs> It's yeah. like she wants them to be isolated. She's like, only her. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. um <clears throat> disturbing. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. And it's just like she's trying to turn the other girls against her too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, I don't know. It's just like, it's just frustrating to watch because again, this is a moment just like in the audition or the like hearing the results from the audition. Only Abby's having a good time. Everybody mm -hmm. else, including Maddie and Melissa, are not like this. And Melissa leaves the Lido deck and goes down and apologizes to the girls. Yes, and Abby's that's... like, shut up. You're squashing her potential. She should want to talk about this and you're whatever, whatever. And Melissa's like, no, I thought this was going to be something else. And I got bamboozled into doing this. You were not being honest with me. And she just me. like turns around and walks out. Like, yeah. it's, it's astounding. <sighs> Makes me Jeez. feel... Yeah, my Diet Coke is... <laughs> but um no she i never understand melissa like melissa she's such a chronic people pleaser yes and since abby has like the most power and control in the room it's like that's who she flocks to and that's yeah. the side she's gonna be on yep and she's still friends with all of these women like melissa is still friends with all of the moms to this yeah. day mm -hmm. and you know They've moved past all of this. Right. But, like, it, it, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just sad. It's sad to see all of these people be at the beck and call of someone as terrible as Abby. None of and them can say no to Abby, her. And it's not like, the producers, too. Yeah. Like, they're on this yeah. TV show. They have to do these things. Yeah. And once again, like, are the kids getting that production may have given Abby this idea? And that's yeah. why it's happening because they want crying kids on television. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's sad. We we cut to the competition and we're in the green room and Kendall's crying and she says her stomach hurts. And I think this is the tipping point from performer people pleaser into anxious girl with tummy problems. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm like, like she's so real hurts. for that. Honestly. Yeah, she's just like me for real. She's just like me. <laughs> But she, Abby, Abby Abby's says, like, take some medicine. <laughs> take some medicine. Don't cry. Take some medicine. And I thought that was funny. But Abby like, asks Jill, like, what is wrong with her? And Jill's Why like. Why she was crying? Jill's like, I don't know. And it's like, you don't know. Girl. Don't know. Girl. Come on. Come on, girl. You do know. Yeah. Um, And then Jill's like, Kendall wants to be. Jill's like, uh, Abby's only doing this to teach me a lesson. This whole, like, not deciding who's going to be in the vampire number until the competition. Mm -hmm. She just wants to teach me a lesson, blah, blah, blah. And then Jill's like, Kendall has a fire in her belly. I don't know about that, girl. She looks tired. She's got Kendall butterflies in her belly. It hurts. Yeah, dead ass. She does not look like any sort of fire or spark is under her at all. No, and, and especially because Abby tells her to man up. I'm like, mm -hmm. I hate everything. <laughs> I'm sad. Trust. 
I have the note right for this scene, especially with what we're about to talk about with Nia. But there is just so much pressure on these girls. Yeah. There's yeah, so and, much pressure. Yeah. And we see that, like you're saying, we see that in Nia. She goes to run through her solo and she freezes and forgets it and immediately starts crying. But Holly, I think, comes in clutch with the good yes. parenting. She looks at her and she, she does say no, which isn't like great, but it's what she, it's the tool she has. In no, the I think this, she was, she was stern, but very reassuring. Yeah, she's like, don't, don't chase that anxiety rabbit. You know this. It's because we're not running it with music right now. And you're under a lot of pressure. You did not forget it. You know it. Do it again. You're okay. She says, you've run the number several times. You yeah, know and, it. And I, yeah, you're like, it's true. And she's fine. Like she, mm-hmm. You know, we see her later on. She never, she doesn't forget it. Like, she's completely fine. And, like, that's the difference between the gold standard of Dr. Holly and all these other bitches. That Holly's like, no, I'm an excellent parent because I'm an educator. And my child is empowered and has self-efficacy. And all of you can Mm -hmm. eat my ass. (laughs) And, like, the reason she freezes and starts to cry is, like, she's just running her solo before she goes on stage. You're allowed to mess up at that point. Yeah, but Miss Abby doesn't let you mess up at that point. Miss Abby doesn't let you mess up ever. Ever. Yeah, that's the thing. And Nia talks about it a little bit. She gets like a talking head interview. Mm-hmm. The bow in her hair. It's so cute. She's so it cute. almost looks like a sleeping mask. Like It's <laughs> huge. <laughs> She's like, I was just a little nervous, but everything's fine. <laughs> so cute. She's the so girls, cute. I love oh her. Oh my God. They're golden. They're adorable. So this is where, so we see her do her performance, Nia. Um, Shangela says, hallelujah. And I'm like, hallelujah. oh my God, love. And we get the face from Maddie, from Maddie the- in the audience. And I'm going to put it as the tie-all for the Instagram post for this episode. <laughs> because it, everybody who like loves Dance Moms and knows exactly what face I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Where she is like, she is so in it with her bestie on stage. And she does this little like shoulder thing. It's it's so cute. I, Nia I, kills this solo. Big slay. It Death row about the end. Slay. Crazy. Like the, you know, it's not even the dance itself. I don't think is really all that great. No. It's the the energy that mm-hmm. Nia put into it. The energy. Yes. The faces. She yes. gave She's it giving. her all in a way that like we haven't seen up until yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she gets a standing ovation. At yes. a dance competition because she's giving it to the girls like, that does not happen no she it's yeah like you're saying the dance is not that good but it's her energy and it's that she like loves what she's doing and even though the dance isn't that great she's having an excellent time and like mm-hmm. that should be what the emphasis is on an arts education is like if you as the performer feel like you're in your element and you're killing it that's what's important yes. when you're this young that's what's important and it's not going to be on that, but Holly's like, my girl killed it. She didn't forget anything. She loves being Laquifa and like, she I'm does. here for it. Like, go Nia. You know, it's very, very sweet. And Mackenzie's like, if I had to do the death drop, I would be so scared. I would be scared. <laughs> so funny. So cute. I love her. She's such a small baby. Um, we see Maddie's solo. She's giving all the Maddie face in mm-hmm. the world. It's unreal. Um, that single piece of paper, pour one out for her because she rips it to shreds and crumples mm-hmm. it up, and it's like a thing. But I mean, it's a sleigh. Rip the know? paper. It's a typical, yeah, typical Maddie solo with a prop that doesn't mean anything, um, and she kills it. You know? Yeah, I have written down Maddie was good, but the solo was eh. Like it just. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie does so many amazing solos, 
and mm-hmm. this one like is just simply not memorable to me yeah. like i don't same i don't even remember what it's freaking called it's a maddie solo yeah you know it's just like it's it's a cry world and all the other dancers are just living in it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's mm-hmm. she's no cry you know yeah um then we see Paige's solo she's bending like a pretzel and i yeah and it makes me wish that she was born without organs or something because there's no <laughs> way that's comfortable um the music is something i can only describe as limited to realness oh my god yeah like in the mall limited to justice like yes. that kind of store music um and it's That's just like so much of the music on this show it's yeah all the like, royalty free like corporate i don't i don't even yeah, know they, what like, it, you would even call they it they bought a library of music at the beginning of the show <laughs> and they can yeah. only use what's in that library unless they yep. get very special permission right right um but yeah this is a really good page solo she doesn't get many solos no she kills it and a lot of them aren't great this one is really good and she had a really nice costume for once mm-hmm. which is also rare for she was Paige. Looking cute. i was like yeah. okay when uh, good for her good for her i'm glad i'm glad Paige got something here yeah you know? and abby says like she applied every correction that i gave her and if she wants a private she can have it and kelly said in the okay. back to the bar she was like I was shocked to hear that because guess who's never had a private <laughs> Right, 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 right. I'm sure. That, I mean, she says that very offhandedly, very flippantly. Yeah. She doesn't make anybody sign away the right to their firstborn. So, like, mm-hmm. she doesn't mean it. She just says it, you know. Like, yep. Whatever. Yep. Um, it's time for the awards. Paige is like, I just wish I wasn't competing against my friends. Yeah. Like, That's fair. And That's fair. We rack them up. We've got Nia's, Nia won ninth. Paige got sixth and Maddie got first separated by three tenths of a point from yeah. second place. But they all placed top 10. They like did. obviously and Nia got a special award. Oh yes. She got, um, fiercest attitude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which I can imagine wasn't a thing until Nia did her solo. And the judges were like, we have to give her something extra. Like she killed it. We have yes. to like reaffirm this attitude in her. So they probably just like scribble it down on one of the blank certificates and be like, Here's this attitude. I don't know. Yeah, I think they do that at dance competitions from what I understand. I haven't been yeah. to any, but sometimes they'll just give you like an award. Like, you know, oh, we liked this. Just like a and, thing. Like, yeah. To you, which is very nice. It is very nice. They they all place top 10, which is super um, exciting for all of I them. I also want to point out, I this is not confirmed. I meant to look this up before now that I'm seeing it in my notes. But in eighth place, the girl standing next to Nia looked mm-hmm. like Cameron Beck from the select team in season four interesting it looked just like her and so i was like is that no so i'm gonna i'm gonna see if it's on the wiki real quick yeah very interesting (laughs) but yeah let's keep going because we got we got a fight coming up (laughs) i know yeah yes i'm sorry yes no no you're totally good it is it is her wow i'm interesting that that's huh jesus very interesting. But yeah, she's going to come back. Appearances, season two. Guess who's back at awards? That's crazy. Wow. So yeah, Cameron Beck. Good eye. In this competition. Also, I cannot believe you picked up on that. Neither did I. I, I was like, <laughs> no, that's crazy. You're like Ariana. What are you doing here? <laughs> um. So we're back in the green room. The moms and Abby are all pumped about the, all the girls being in the top ten. It's very cute. We're getting ready for the group number. And okay, I think we are arguing about two separate things here. <laughs> yes, yes. I think so. Kendall is stretching 
and Christy makes a comment about like, oh, are we doing the bows yet? And no one has a bow in their hair because they know that Abby has not decided who's going to be in the group. Mm-hmm. They know there's only three bows and they don't know who gets them. Kendall already I don't think has there's one. only three bows, though. I think there's more oh, than three. Oh, really? I think so. Like, they don't say there's only three, which is why I'm like, why is this a fucking issue? You know? Interesting. My my train of thought was that because Abby gets mad that Kendall has mm-hmm. one because Abby thinks that Jill is assuming Kendall's in the number. Yes. Jill hears this, why do you have a bow? Why do you think you get to have one? And she thinks that Abby perceives her as stealing it. Yes, yes. She's like, why would I steal a bow? It's like 50 cents, blah, 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 whatever. But they're arguing about two separate things, which is just so infuriating. Abby thinks that you are entitled and that you are going after something that's not yours. She's not accusing you of a crime. Yeah. She doesn't think you stole it. That's not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. But and they, they're in like a screaming match about this. And they're arguing about two different things. And it's like, what? why are we fighting about this? And none of the moms are backing Jill up, which she gets upset about. But it's like, <laughs> imagine being in the room during that argument. I know. I'm like, what the, f- what is going on? Like, what are we arguing about? I mean, but and we see Abby. Abby gets in a fight with like JoJo and Jessalyn in a later season about oh, I'm sure. a similar thing. Like JoJo, there's all these costumes. There is one for JoJo. Like uh-huh. there's enough for her. And she goes to pick one up, and Abby's like, "You didn't pay for that. That is a greedy, dirty thing to do." Oh blah, my god! Blah, blah, and like freaks out at her too much. But it's too just much. like I feel like when when something does something that Abby doesn't like that she hasn't yeah. explicitly laid out she will just lose her mind yes yeah and she's again just looking for a fight and she asked kendall kendall who gave you that bow kendall's like my mom yeah (laughs) so it's good that kendall doesn't feel like she has to lie yeah she's like "Uh uh-uh fight with my mom please don't hit me like Mm -hmm. please 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 don't make this about me um so it's just a fight that's that's based in nothing truly Mm -hmm. um Paige, brooke and nick Abby asks all of them to do a standing back tuck, and Melissa is like, "Do not do this. You're gonna yeah, this in- someone's gonna get injured. There's concrete under this floor, and she's asking them to do like a backflip. Essentially, she's mm-hmm. like, "Don't." Melissa's like, "Please don't do this. There's concrete under this floor. If they don't rotate all the way, it's gonna cause injury." And that's what happens. And it's funny because Kelly Paige is like, "Can I do it? I want to do it. I want to do it." And Kelly's like, "Okay, then do it so I can eat my lunch." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whatever girl and then she flips and she doesn't make it all the way over and the crunch sound effect that they give i'm like oh my god girl it's like the wine glass shattering from the week from last week Mm -hmm. it's like that sound did not come from anywhere in this room that is in post girl like no but she did she like dug her foot like her her, she landed like toes first like yeah and so she she does get injured. She does exactly what Melissa said would happen. She's like, you didn't make Abby the rotation. Is it Melissa who says that? It is Melissa because oh. I remember, because it's weird that Melissa's going against her. Yeah. But Melissa's like, I know this is going to be bad. Like, don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. And, oh, is that I'm you? I'm sorry. That's me. That's They're coming New York for you. City. New York City. <laughs> City live. Like, the fire department is a block away, and the police department is at the end of my block. So, it's just, like, sirens all the time. Got a lot of sirens. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Um, Um, So, yeah, so Paige gets injured, and so she's obviously out by default for the group dance. Um, And so Jill is like, ooh, 
can Kendall be in the group mm-hmm. yet? Like, it's so stupid. And what they're going to go with, obviously, is Nick, Chloe, Maddie, and Brooke. Duh. The prize yes. fighters obviously are going to go in the ring. Duh. And uh, it was the right decision. I, oh, absolutely. Are you it kidding? If you right only have decision. to pick three, you're going to pick your three best. Like, and they objectively are the three best. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And so they go to perform huge slay. The group wins first place. And Christy's like this, all of this makes sense. And Abby says the same thing, but then Abby's like, once again, I think I proved I was right. I'm like, yeah. When are you ever lived through a life where you <laughs> didn't think you were proved right? Yeah. Right. Like, come on, be serious. No, this group number is honestly beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it is I agree. so gorgeous to watch. Nick is amazing in it. Oh yeah, he kills um, it. The girls look great, and all of the moms are like crying in the audience. They all are like, "Wow, this is great!" And like, you know, Abby. Sometimes she really hits the mark, and with that I one, know. she really did. Um, and uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was going somewhere. No, it on. does. It does look really, really good. Um, And they get back to the green room and Abby like dips her head down in Jill's face. And she's like, Jill, you got nothing to say? I'm like, Abby, because her daughter wasn't in the room. No, that was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And no, you did make the right. Yeah. She's like, not really, honestly. Yeah. And she says like, well, Abby, you can just, if you know, if, if you feel like it's right for us to be back, you give me a call. And if we're still around, then like, we'll come back. And Abby interrupts her and she says i told you i would think about it excuse me i'm burping because i'm getting too too ramped up (laughs) jill shushes abby oh my god and abby's like did you just shush me and she's like yeah i did she's like if we're still around when you want us then we'll come back and abby or jill's like you're only in this for yourself and abby goes why would i be in this industry if i was in it for myself as she's clutching like trophies and plaques and i'm like i can think of a couple reasons girl one of the things she had in her hand was like a star power money thing like Like, it said like star money or star cash (laughs) or something girl come on like not even pretending like yes the group got first i don't know if we said that the group did take first place which it it should have yeah Um, a slay but like this fight, it it continues to evolve to a point where it's like, <laughs> what are they talking about anymore? Yeah, and Jill's like, everyone here sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Melissa's my only friend. Blah blah blah. And Kelly, Kendall is like sobbing at this point. Obviously, Jill is like, that's gonna cost me a lot of money in therapy. And they like Just such a funny storm quote. out. Yeah, which I really hope it did. Honestly, I hope your girls in therapy. Okay, they let storm me storm out. What? Well, what? In the reunion, at either at the end of the season or the beginning of the next one, I don't uh-huh. remember. Jeff Collins is like, yes. so you mentioned that uh, you spend a lot of money in therapy, and uh, Jill is like, my daughter is not in counseling. Like, and it's like that's cool. not it the should brag be. you think it is. No, she should be honestly. She should be. Yeah, um, she absolutely should be. I hope she is now, girl. Yeah, right? This is crazy. I also uh, want to point out, like, mm-hmm. where is Nick's mom during all of this? Nick is in the dressing room. Oh, I didn't even think about that. He's older, so he doesn't need his mom there. I'm sure he's self-sufficient they must have, enough. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, how did he get away with not having his mom on the show? When we ha- when Leslie comes in, when mm-hmm. Christy with a Y comes in, like... Yeah, it oh, must everyone's be... Everyone's mom has to be on this show, but... 
it has to be like a boy girl thing yeah that like because he's a boy no one cares his mom's not gonna be dramatic he's a boy you know know. when brandon came on we got his mom i don't know it was just that is interesting something i noticed i was like what she got out of that or maybe she was there and they just ended around her i don't know yeah yeah i don't know that's weird i didn't even notice didn't even notice that (laughs) Um, when they leave, Abby is sitting in a chair and she goes, I cannot believe I'm sitting here. And that woman just walked out on me <laughs> again. And Kelly is cracking up. Yep. And I, if I were Kelly, I would be laughing too. Like, this woman is so insane. And every time she opens her mouth, I never know what's, what we're doing, what's happening. This shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and then that's it. And so next week we get some spoiler alert, surprise, surprise, Paige's foot is broken. Duh. So yep. she's going to be out for a little bit. If you didn't hear that crunch of a like bone snapping in her feet, yeah, she's right. going to be out. Um, Jill is like, you know, going to use that to her advantage because she's a literal Disney villain and it's crazy. I personally struggle to have sympathy for Jill sometimes because I think she really does act like a child. Like she's not sticking with any studio long enough to give Kendall like a fighting chance and she just throws her in the deep end and she's pissed and people don't automatically love her. And if they don't give her the top spot then she leaves and like Jill is the one of the moms that I, besides Leslie, Jill is the mom I struggle with the most to like, I just don't understand where you're coming from. I want to be with you and I just don't get it. Yeah. She, I feel the same way about her, but at the same time, she's so good for reality TV. Yeah. Like just the way Which isn't always a compliment. It's it's not exactly a compliment like as like human to human it's not a great compliment yeah but um you know when i'm watching it on tv i'm like oh this bitch is crazy i love her (laughs) yeah so true so so true dang um jb do you have a song that you either want to would either be like a good dance mom song or just like a good song in general the, this bit at the beginning of the podcast started out with like what would be a good dance moms or like a good song for girls to dance to on the mm-hmm. show but that got really hard to quantify and like i don't necessarily even understand what i was thinking when i said that so just like good music in general is also acceptable sure i think that's a like the original uh you know setup for that question is good because you know so many people do like audio swaps of the dances that yes. they do. Like they'll take a dance yeah. and throw like a Billie Eilish song on top of it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this slaps. Like, okay, sure. Like, okay, work. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't have one of those off the top of my head. Um, I had one song I was going to say. My my uh, TikTok username, Tie Dye Dragon, is mm-hmm. the name of a song from my favorite band. Love. Um but the song itself is not my favorite of theirs. So Fair. I'm not going to say that one. I'm going to have to go. Lay it on me. With <laughs> Paralyzed by Big Time Rush. It's one of their new things. It's one of their new things. <gasps> I'm going to look it up and play it in the microphone right now. I love Big Time Rush, which is funny. I mostly listen to like pop punk music. But yeah. I have such a soft spot for Big Time Rush. I actually just saw them in concert on Monday. And this is oh, one of their love. new songs, and it's so hard. JB isn't currently mouthing the words. <laughs> I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. Yeah, the chorus. Paralyzed, paralyzed. 
paralyzed. Oh, the like boy band energy that that yes. brings. Like, oh, the other day, this is so embarrassing, but I don't care. Speaking of like boy band renaissances, I keep getting that video of Justin Bieber singing baby at a private concert in Paris <laughs> recommended on my TikTok. Every time I see it, I cry. I, I used to love Justin Bieber. I had the the most Bieber fever. I, I've told the story on the podcast before and I'm going to say it again. I remember going to see Never Say Never in IMAX theaters with my BFF, Rachel. And I remember leaving the theater and shaking with hormones. Like, oh my God. I just was like so overwhelmed with like feelings for a boy. And I was just like, and I went home and I got on my iPod <laughs> touch and I watched every music video he had ever made. And I cried. Oh my god. I have like I have the Ooh. one time music video. I bought it on hey, iTunes in like you. 2011 or whenever it came out and it's still on my phone. <laughs> Cuz it's just like on iCloud, right? It's like oh. oh my gosh. I had a Justin Bieber pillowcase. I, I have a big love... time rush one too. I still have that one somewhere. Oh. It's like in the closet. But no. Okay, I'm going to plug a Justin Bieber song. Oh wait, hang on. I have to add I'm adding this to our group playlist that's called the Pyramid Bops. So anytime yes. I talk about a song, it's stuck in this playlist on Spotify. There we go. Um, my One of my favorite Justin Bieber songs is the song um, One Less Lonely Girl. <gasps> Shut up. I'm going to play it right. So good. I'm going to be one less lonely girl. It's going to be one less lonely girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> one less lonely girl. Stop. If there was Spotify wrapped in 2010, this would have been at the top for me. And the fact that he goes, all right, let's go. At the all beginning, right, I'm go. like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, I can't. so young. <laughs> he's like, he's like 13. He's like he's so small young. baby. But he does it so well. He's kind of, you want, ugh. Oh, I love that song. And I he used to like it. pull up girls to be like his one less lonely girl in his concerts. Like, oh, oh well, that's what too much. Big Time Rush still does that. They have a song called Worldwide. And oh, they have, yeah. At their concerts, they have the Worldwide Girl who they, they bring up. Recently, Big Time Rush went on like a 10 year hiatus, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And when they came back, I went to one of their first concerts after like they got back together and they brought up four worldwide girls which they had never done before from what Ooh. i understand and one of them is like a friend of mine who i went to college <gasps> with and it was crazy i've never been worldwide girl um i wanted to on monday but these two girls who were in front of me like stood up on their seat i was in like the sixth row so i was like pretty i don't mess around when it comes to big time rush <laughs> and um not here to play girls, games. like we're standing on their seats i was like carlos can't even see me guys <laughs> it's not fair it's not fair <laughs> but it's fine um Ugh. you know they brought up like a little little girl she was probably 10 and it was very sweet it was very That's sweet, very sweet. That's i was very like cute. okay i can't be mad yeah like, whatever <laughs> give it to the youth i guess i'm like i'm 23 i i get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like whatever whatever well jb this has been the honor and joy of a lifetime bitch let me tell oh you something for God. free i when i got when i like was dming you i could not i told my friends i was like i don't know what's happening but i'm really excited no, <laughs> I, like, I think i think i'm gonna record with someone who's like kind of got you know like some knowledge about dance moms and like you know it's like kind of big on the internet and like i was freaking out like i was oh so God. excited about this so like thank you for like 
taking your Friday night to get on a Zoom call with a stranger oh, and to stop. just geek out so about excited. dance moms. <laughs> I've been so excited to do this. I've always wanted to like sit down and go through an episode of Dance Mom step by step by step. Yes. So I'm glad, like, thank you for giving me the opportunity OMG, to do that. Not for to such lo- a loaded episode. I know. Not to put you on the spot or anything, but like this will this will be a repeat thing. Yeah, like I will I hit the line all the time yeah it, yes. it's gonna be great you can expect more jb on the pod faux show yes i would love to oh jb do you have things to plug let's talk about your youtube your tiktok all your things yes please follow me on socials i'm on tiktok at tie-dye dragon but there's two y's in die um on youtube i'm jb morrissey with a little smiley face at the end colon parentheses Her. um Follow me on Instagram. I'm uh, Jenna Baker Morrissey on threads. Jenna Baker Morrissey. Cute. And uh, check out my podcast. I've got <gasps> one too. We're uh, Feminine Features. We talk about chick flicks, new chick flicks oh. every week. Oh my it's God, I me, love. Uh, my roommate Windsor, and our friend Sully. And they're both so like cute. actual film people, like they majored in film. Uh huh. So I always feel like they know what they're talking about more than me. They would disagree. <laughs> But um, it's fun. I know next Monday, the episode where that's coming out is uh, The Parent Trap. But that will have, let's see, what's coming out the same day that this comes out? Cute. When you finish listening to this. Yep, you're going to hop on over you to. You should hop on over. Oh, it's the Bratz movie, the 2007 <gasps> live action Bratz movie. One of yes. my favorite movies of all time. You guys have to listen. Yeah. It's so good. What's the name of the podcast feature? What is it? Female feature? Feminine features. Feminine features. Think Her. what's what are what's a synonym for chick and a synonym for flick? Feminine features. Feminine features. Love. Love. Yes. Gang, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Pyramid. All of my shit is in the description for the episode. I am not smart enough to remember all the things that go into this. <laughs> uh, so my link tree is down on the bottom. Anything that I think is important is down there. Like all my social stuff is down there. My email is down there. Send me a voice memo if you feel like it. I'd love to hear your sweet little voice. Um, thank you so much to my new executive producer, JD, for being the recommender of software and hardware. I love you. I appreciate you. And I owe you a drink every time I record an episode. So thank you guys so much for being here. And I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.